and we're back. Hello. What's up? I'm like, what's up? Hello. I love you guys. Thank you for joining me today. I am so excited to dive into to today's journey. I'm going to keep this intro super short because I kind of do one in the main episode, but I want to pop in here and open up a portal and slow, slow all of us down, ground in and get present for wherever we're at in our day, whatever we're doing besides listening to me right now and, and just ground back down. And of course, to take our breath. We open up this space, grounding ourselves in, allowing ourselves to slow down, allowing ourselves to soften into this moment, to arrive into this moment, allowing everything that came before this moment to fall away and everything that may come after, let it fall away. in a loud world, we open ourselves up and this space up so we can slow back down, so we can quiet everything else and become present, so we can arrive back into our bodies, back into our spirit, back into our breath, consciously with awareness, calling in our higher selves, all of the energies that are with us in this lifetime, our ancestors, our angels, and our guides calling in the universe, knowing that we are held and protected and supported in every single minute, in every single moment. With whatever any of us are going through right now, whatever all of us are going through right now, allow some space and some ease. Allow this time together to open up our hearts just a little bit more, open up our minds and our awareness, our hope, our love just a little bit more. Let us hear what we need to hear to fill our cups, to fuel our spirits. We ground in, open up our hearts, our throats, our minds. So that we may get to know ourselves just a little bit more and extend love for ourselves and everyone around us just a little bit more. The highest healing of ourselves, this beautiful community, everyone that all of us come in contact with and for the highest healing of the planet. And before we begin, we open up this space with the deepest breath that we've taken all day. And we tune in. Pretty Mental Family, welcome back. I am so happy that you are here. My name is Valentina Sinistera. 
I am your host. If you are brand new to Pretty Mental, welcome. This is a beautiful community where I take you guys on a journey of everything that I'm going through in my life, being open and raw and vulnerable in the hopes that we can create space that feels safe enough for all of us to be human. Removing the shame, removing the fear, sitting with the fear, sitting with the shame, sitting with all of it, the joy, the love, all of the different colors of our rainbow, of our multidimensional beings, and going through the journey together. You guys know if you've been listening for a minute that my favorite quote by Ram Das, my favorite quote is by Ram Das, where he says, we're all just walking each other home. And that's fully what this podcast feels like and is and embodies. So welcome. And to my OG Pretty Mental listeners, I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. Y'all, literally, this is my, remember the last solo? I was like, I recorded this six times and now I'm here. I literally recorded this. This might be the seventh or eighth. It's it's nuts. It's kind of nuts. It's wild because I, you know, this is like what this one will be 115, I think. And it feels like I'm kind of starting over in a way because if you're new and if you see the cover art, you're going to be like, why is there only one girl speaking? And the cover art is two girls, which I need new cover art, y'all. And I'm like, what am I going to do? What am I going to use? I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. I am like, send me some art my way, you guys, because I'm creative and artistic in my own way. But I don't know when you're creating something for yourself. Sometimes it's like you're swimming in your own water. The idea is kind of tricky to to come up with. Paula and I created the last cover art. My sister is Paula and we hosted this show together and she create she created that graphic but we kind of like co-created it together um through i guess our energies so anyway where did where did i where is this even coming from the cover art if you're new you see two cover okay yes yes so i'm like kind of starting over i did 110 episodes with my sister and i've been podcasting for a hot minute and it's not like the very first episode I've ever done because I was brand new. I was nowhere near as comfortable speaking, comfortable speaking about everything. I didn't even know everything that was going on inside of me in those first few episodes. You know, I still had a lot of therapy and healing to do. And the podcast through doing the podcast, I've discovered my voice more. And it's kind of like I'm starting over in a new way, not from scratch, but doing this on your own is definitely it's something to get used to. And I, it's bittersweet. It's bittersweet for sure. Cause I love have, I loved having that dynamic, but at the same time, I do believe that in these spaces of uncertainty and the spaces where things are unseen, you get to discover new parts of yourself and you get to evolve to the next level of your evolution and things can't stay the same. That's not life. You know, as we continue to say on here, energy wants to move and it moves and evolves. And if we stay stagnant, that's the opposite of life. Life is evolution. So I'm excited at the same time that I'm like, oh, where's my partner? I'm like, you know, like rock on. Let's see what this this time brings. Let's see what these next other hundred episodes bring and how we continue to evolve. 
So today I wanted to talk a little bit about my journey on bringing some updates from my health and how it's just tying into everything that is coming to me and my downloads and my life lessons. And it's tied to the last podcast that I recorded with Murray, which is so good. I've literally listened to it three times now because you don't always catch the beautiful lessons and insights that the guests say in real time when you're on the other side of the screen, when you're like the host, me, I don't always catch them because I, I catch them in different ways. There's layers to it. The first one is like, I'm engaged. It's a conversation, but I can't fully get lost in them because I'm, I'm got to be present with the guest. And, and so I like to always re-listen to actually like soak in the juice of it. And Murray's podcast is right on time for me with, with grief. You know, I feel like it's interesting in the, in the podcast, he talks about how, and we've talked about this before too, but different things hit at different times differently. How, when we resist, when we feel like this moment should be anything other than what it is, that's when the pain and the suffering comes. And I'm constantly having to remind myself of that right now. And mainly because of the, 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 you know, not all the way, but mainly because of the physical journey that I'm on with the PCOS, the polycystic ovarian syndrome and everything, all of its effects that it has on my health. So I, I find myself like really, really resisting it and being like, oh my God, I would have, I wonder what my life would look like how much more time, energy, money I would have if I wasn't constantly in this uphill battle trying to figure or trying to solve and fully heal this thing. And I the other day I remember I was in the shower and I was just feeling like like I could I don't know what an word in English would be, but the word in Spanish would be like hostigante when you like maybe eat something like, you know, and you're like, you can't eat any more sugar. It's like, because you're at your saturated point and anything more than that is hostigante. It's almost like toxic, like your body can't hold it. And that's almost how I felt with pain and suffering. I was going through a particularly hard, um, physical health day. And, and when your body feels weak, uh, that shit just goes into all the rest of your being. Your energy feels weak. You're emotionally, you're less resilient. And that day, I think I had like insane brain fog, which you guys have heard me talk about on here. And I actually got rid of it doing some liver and kidney cleanses. Um, but it came back and it was like, it was so rough that I could barely work. I could barely think. Um, I was exhausted. My sleep was just horrible. It was, it was not great. And I'm like in the shower and just, I was like, the pain was hostigante. Like I could not hold any more suffering over this thing inside of me. Like I was tired. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? How much money have I spent on trying to solve this thing? How many more doctors do I need to see? How many more pills do they want me to take? How many more? Like when, like, why do I have to have this? Like what, why, you know, all these questions, all this suffering, like all these mental loops getting stuck in it. And then I somehow just had this like spiritual intervention where I kind of like went zoop in a full eagle eye view in the middle of all this chaos going on in my brain. 
and remembering that that frame of like, oh my God, this is like, I'm in the making of my own hell right now because I am resisting how this is. I'm resisting this moment. And I went into this eagle eye view and then I could see myself from the, you know, cosmic, spiritual, non-linear, all-consuming, all-being perspective. And from that perspective, everything was completely fine. You know, everything was, it was, it was a, a space of non-duality. Here on earth, we live in a, in a dual world, dualistic world where if I'm in pain and I'm suffering, life is not good. So life means bad, suffering, hard, you know, depression, anxiety. Da, 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 da. But from that perspective, it wasn't bad. It wasn't good. It just was. It was just, it just was. And everything was as it needed to be. And everything was perfect as it was. And there was no suffering from that perspective. It was just, it just was. And that's the best way that I can explain it. And I immediately I could feel my entire nervous system completely softening, my body completely softening, the tension and the resistance that I had inside of myself just completely softening. And it was like a little hole was poked in my density that I was holding and it slowly just went away. And that's something that's really, really coming up lately is the fact that when we resist, when we want life to be anything other than what it is, we're going to suffer. And that's not to say sit there and, you know, if you're in an abusive relationship or if you're in a situation where like you, you clearly need to move and you need to get out, like do not sit there and practice non-resistance, get up and go. This is, it's, you know, there's nuances in all of these conversations. There's layers to it. So it's not a one size fits all just, you know, I guess what I'm saying is like be discerning with the things that I, I say. Um, I know how I used to be when I would listen to other people on another side of the screen and on microphones. And I would like kind of sometimes take some of their words for gospel. And that's just never what I want anyone to do with anything that I say. So disclaimer, um, take what fits, leave what doesn't. But when I'm speaking about what I'm going through right now is just really learning the non-resistance of there's not. I'm, there's things we can control and there's things we can't. And I'm doing everything that I can to contain the suffering of the physical things that I'm going through, through, you know, medicine and doctors and energy healers. And then where I have to practice non-resistance is kind of just letting it go, letting what I can't control go. I'm doing what I can and having to release the rest. And that means letting the pain be there, letting the brain fog and the suffering be there. And it's kind of, you know, that softening, I will always return back to this word. The softening is always where I, I want to end up. And I think that the softening is where a lot of our healing happens. And the softening is when we allow ourselves to drop out of our minds and back into our hearts and back into our spirits and back into love. And that to me is the most healing place that I can be. So in this entire healing journey, whatever I'm going through, whatever we're all going through, whether it's physical, emotional, mental pain, whatever it is, 
how much can we remember to soften? How much can we remember to let go and not resist? Control what we can and let go of the rest and fully surrender. So that's where I am. And it's it's interesting because I... So I went to this Ayurvedic healer who was highly, came highly recommended by someone that I look up to tremendously. And this person literally was like, if I, if we were in an apocalyptic situation and we could only have like three people in my bunker, I would bring her in my bunker. I was like, what? Okay. What? Take my money. Enough said. Done. And I had a meeting with her and immediately felt this like soul to soul connection. And she is deeply in the Ayurvedic roots, like taught it at a university and has just, that's just been her whole life for a long time. And she, yeah, I just, she, I told her all the first I went to her cause I was like, maybe I need to heal the PCOS through Ayur, Ayurveda, like a natural healing supplement, herbs, whatever. But when we got on the phone, I'm like, let me tell you all the things that I'm doing. Okay. Because baby girl's doing a lot, right? And y'all will hear me say this so many times through this podcast. I'm like, and all my friends too, they were like, what of you of all people? Like, I don't drink. I don't drink alcohol or coffee or I go to sleep by like 10 most nights, wake up early with the sun, go to bed when the moon comes out. Like a lot of the Ayurvedic things, a lot of the natural healing way of life. I do that. I meditate. I do breath work. I do all the things. So I'm like, why that like? Why do I have to go through my days, many days with all of these ailments of like insane brain fog and migraines and, you know, a breaking out all over my face, which you like can't really tell because I have to get facials for it or else it just gets out of control and makeup. But it's like all of these different things that I'm dealing with in the anxiety and the depression and the cortisol levels that come with PCOS. I'm like, why am I, I don't understand. Right. So I've been doing all these things for a long time, eating my vegetables, whatever. So I'm like telling her my, my stuff. And I, she was like, okay, no, you're right. She's like, I'm, I'm not even going to tell you to do anything differently. You're completely right. Um, but I would like to work. I'm not going to, she's like, I don't think that we should work together from an Ayurvedic perspective, but I would like to work with you through an energetic perspective because, and she's kind of psychic too. So she's like, just staring at you and looking at you now. And like in your eyes, I see, she goes, I see a frozen child. And I believe that the reason why a lot of your things that you're doing, why they're not coming together is because you're, there's there's trauma that is um, kind of blocking it. And this to me makes a lot of sense because while I do a lot of work, there's definitely parts of myself that I haven't been able to access on my own. And sometimes we need people to hold space for us um, to do that. And I ended up working with her and I had, we had our first session the other day and we, we barely talked immediately. We went into this meditation and I've done inner child meditations before, but she, I don't know. I think maybe she told me, she's like, I, she feels like we're soul fam. And I, to her, I'm like, I feel like we're soul fam. Like there's this, just this connection. I feel like she's an angel that came into my life at the right moment 
because I've done inner child meditations before I've done all these different things and they've been helpful. But the experience I had with her was almost like psychedelic. I lost complete sense of time. I lost complete sense of everything. And I went. And also I do believe that you kind of go at it, go at it, go at it with all of your different tools until one day, right place, right time, it clicks and your body feels safe enough to allow you to release some of this stuff. And that was it the other day for our first session, took me on an inner child meditation. And on that day, I had insane brain fog, could barely think. I was like, oh my God, I'm going to sound so slow on these days when I'm like, it's hard for me to connect with other people like through words because I can barely think I like feel like I'm talking in slow motion and the it was no coincidence that the brain fog was that thick that day because immediately what we did was went through the inner child meditation she goes what are you feeling and I was like it was the brain massive brain fog and then we somehow got to like I forget what she said because I kind of went into a trance but she's like at the end of it who's feeling it you know and I was like my 12 year old self is feeling it and then we, then I immediately saw an image of me in a corner as a little girl around 12 in a corner of my room, kind of frozen. Um, like, oh, how do you, what are the words for it? I'm like showing it on like cradling myself and just eyes like deer in headlights and just frozen, just completely frozen. And she was like, well, she's like, can you go sit next to her? And I, I went and I sat next to her and I just started crying. I could not stop crying. And I, I, I wanted to hug her, me, 12 year old Valentina, but she was so dissociated from her body that she couldn't like, I, I, I couldn't there were layers to get through to her. If I hugged her, I just, I didn't want to disrespect her space and I could feel it within my being. I'm like, I can't hug her. She's not going to want that. She doesn't feel safe right now. She, you know, I kind of just had to sit with myself with her and sat with her for like quite a minute. And that's all she could take. And then I was told to tell her, at the end of it, I'm going to go now, but I'm going to be back. This is not the end. I'm coming back for you. Okay. And I was, and I did, and I told her, I wrote her on a little note, like in my imagination, I'm coming back for you. This is not the end. And I kind of placed it next to her, knowing that she would see it when I left, knowing that she would open up a little more once I left. <clears throat> and I could see something kind of clicked inside of her and she felt a little bit more protected And I was, I could not stop crying. And it's really interesting to me because every time I've had a therapist or, or someone energetically, and they're always like, you know, and, and this is really important. So people should say this, if you're working with any kind of emotional energetic work, it's like, we don't want to do anything too fast, too soon because it could re-traumatize you. So she told me, my healer told me the same thing. She was like, you and her name is Jennifer. I'm going to just say Jennifer. It's easier. And Jennifer was like, I, I am, um, I don't want to do anything too fast too soon with you. So just like, let me know. 
And I'm like, oh, I'm like Scorpio moon, Aries sun, baby girl. I am strong. I am like I I go head first into these like shadow work things. I can handle it, you know, like I can handle it. And holy shit, when we were done with that session, I was like, what have I done? How am I supposed to go back to work after this? How am I supposed to like, I don't know. It just destabilized the fuck out of me. It destabilized me. And it was so weird because I'm like, I, I, I felt like sh- little Valentina did at that age where she felt in her experience that she was in, like she had no control and she was scared and who was going to come save her and who was going to, um, like guide her and lead her and like cocoon her and hold her and take her out of whatever I was in at the time. And that's how I felt with Jennifer. And I'm like, Oh God, I'm scared. Like, I don't even want you to hang up the phone because you just, she took me somewhere. Um, but you know, she assured me, she's like, it's super scary now, but it'll be good as the days pass and blah, blah, blah. blah. We had a few other conversations, but that was really interesting to me because I'm like, I really do believe that the trauma is what I need to heal right now of my tendency when I was younger and I went through things was always to, I would freeze. Like I would, I would not get mad or fight back. I would not run away. I was not the fighter, the flight. I was the freeze and the fawn. I was the back down and like a naked little mole rat. And I would just dissociate fully from my body. I would leave there were times when I remember being in like a very, very chaotic situations when I was growing up and I would feel this overwhelming sense of tranquility and calmness, but it was almost like sometimes I, I would think that they're my angels, like my angels just came at that time because they would feel me completely partially. I'm like, it was my angels and par- partially I was like, I would dissociate so hard that it was almost like a complete numbness. And to me, that felt calmness. Um, and when you freeze like that, you start storing the everything you store everything inside of your body. And I'm entirely sure that's why I have what I have, because I did not know how to process the trauma. The trauma loop never closed. And when you think of animals out in the wild, and many of you have probably heard this before, but like the gazelle who is out there grazing in the grass in the safari, and then the lion comes and is like ready to attack. And the gazelle just like takes off running. And at first it like, it gets filled with adrenaline and it gets super scared. And then it takes off running. And then the, either the gazelle gets eaten by the lion or it runs away. And, but the gazelle does not get traumatized because it does something with that energy. It uses the adrenaline stored in their body and goes running and it leaves. And then they go on grazing again and living their life and they, the trauma loop closes. But us humans who have that animalistic survival response we get that. We feel something that feels like, and it's not always a, a true danger. It can just be a perceived danger from whatever age we're in where we don't have control or the awareness to know that we're actually okay. Where the adrenaline comes in and we store it. We completely store it. And that energy just gets lodged inside of us and it doesn't move out because we don't go running and we don't release it. And honestly, it would probably be 
probably be healthier to be like, imagine if we grew up in spaces where we would feel that fear and then we were encouraged to like, okay, now like let the fear fear be here and we're going to just go like, let it out, yell, scream, draw, dance, move. That is probably way more healing than what a lot of us did. And what I definitely did, which is like, I would feel extreme fear and I would just boop, baby girl would freeze, baby girl would fawn and I would, it would get lodged. And my main thing when I was growing up is I was always tired and always sleepy and always, um, just wanting to escape situations that I was in because it was very overwhelming for me because I couldn't connect the dots of how to release it. And it would manifest as exhaustion. And then it literally became fucking a whole thing where now I have PCOS. And that's what a lot of us are dealing with too. A lot of us have, I'm not the only one that is dealing with these, this, this ailment. Um, There's other things, whether it is, you know, chronic fatigue or lupus or other autoimmune diseases that your body just kind of doesn't, your your immune system kind of shuts down a bit uh, because we can't release all this fear and this adrenaline and just the trauma loop never closes. So I feel like what I'm doing right now is releasing a lot of trauma. And I decided, so you guys know that I was going to a community acupuncturist and I was so happy. I was like, oh my God, I found community acupuncture. It's literally like, it was like 25 bucks to go, which is nuts. You know, if you don't have insurance or if you don't have insurance that covers acupuncture, you expensive and community acupuncture is really doable for a lot of people. And it actually heals a lot of people. But my dude last week, he pulled me aside after our, our, you know, I was in community getting the acupuncture and he was like, you, um, I'm not being able to help you. You're not improving. And I think that he's like, you can obviously always come back to me, but like, I don't actually think, um, I'm doing you service. I think that you need to go to someone who's a lot more specialized and, and what you're dealing with and start getting these things in check. Of course I was like, so bummed out. I was like, are you kidding me? Cause dealing with something like this, it drains your finances like a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. And it's just so fucked up that we don't have a medical system that values human life over profit because I like the, the help that I get with my insurance is doo-doo. So I have to pay a lot of this stuff out of pocket and it's not fun. So I ended up going to a different acupuncturist and it was, it was interesting. Like her mate, she was, I'm, but you know what? Okay. Then I did have this perspective too, when I was like, so bummed out when this happened, but I'm like, I, I'm not going to spiral. I'm sad, but also I'm going to let this be the best thing that happened to me. That's a big perspective that I tend to have when like shit happens, not to cover it up with rose petals, but I'm like, I do believe that the universe reorients you where you need to go. So a lot of these obstacles are actually pivots from the universe. And it was a pivot because I met this, another amazing acupuncturist who her main thing was actually She's going to do acupuncture to heal, to release because different organs in your body hold on to trauma. She was like, I think that you're whole, you're splinging and 
few other things is holding on to trauma. And we're going to do trauma release with this acupuncture. And it was gnarly. It was gnarly. And my first, my first thing with her was beautiful, but I'm going to, so seeing both of these, this Ayurvedic healer helping me energetic, energetically, and this acupuncture is helping me in her way as well. I have hope. I have hope. We'll see. Um, not we'll see. I have hope and it's going to get better. Um, I really, you know, if you guys, if any of you guys out there are dealing with some sort of like just anything in, in life, this is not even like a physical thing, but if it, if it is a physical thing, whatever it is, if you're just like going and going and going, and sometimes it feels like you're on an uphill battle, you know, we said this in the last podcast with Murray, it was like, sometimes you just are waiting for life to get better. And then you kind of have these moments where you remember like, this is life. This is life. Like it will get better, but this is life. And then it will get sad and then it will get whatever, all the different colors of the rainbow. But you're, we, you know, I want to stop waiting and I'm, I'm being aware and I'm being conscious of waiting for life to change and allowing it to be like, this is life. Let me wake up fully to this present moment. And in this moment, if I want to change something, I will, but I'm not going to believe that the grass is greener on the other side. It's not, you know, the grass is green where you water it. And when I'm in these moments of despair and sadness, I just, I, I take a deep breath and I remember like, this is life. This is life. This is the beautiful life that we're in, no matter how shitty it can be sometimes and how amazing it can be and whatever, however it is like, this is it. And we're not here for a long time. So how, how much can I be present for it and for everything that is here so that I can be awake for it? And I'm not numb waiting for something better to come because the truth is if that's our perspective and we're kind of like numbing out until something better comes when that better comes, it's not going to be what we thought because we're still us. You know, maybe it is going to be like, oh, finally, like the universe has given me a break. But to be sustainably, mentally, emotionally, energetic, spiritually balanced. To we need to take a or I would. I believe that it is in our best interest to take. Perspectives of the eagle eyes perspective. Of the remembering that like, this is all it, the good, the bad, every single shade, this is just it. And how much can I soften to this moment? And how much can I stop resisting what is and believing that this moment needs to be anything other than what it is. And I believe that that gives us a lot of grace, a lot of grace. And I remember when I, Paula and I, my sister and I did this episode, um, I don't know what number it was, but we talked about our eating disorders. And one of the questions that I asked Murray in the last podcast was, um, what has your sister's passing taught you? Because his sister tragically and suddenly passed when she was, I believe, 13. I'm very sorry if I got that wrong. My memory, my beautiful memory, I'm not sure, but We'll go and check, fact check. But nevertheless, passed suddenly. And he was like, the way that it happened, how it happened, you know, he's like, if I am here today and I have been able to work through it and not only survive, but thrive, hands down, we can all get to the other side. 
hands down that we will all survive and thrive. Hands down that this too shall pass, no matter how horrible it is, no matter how tragic it feels if we just had a breakup or a divorce or we lost our job or we got in a horrible car accident or got hit with a horrible bill or our pet just died or someone in our life just died or whatever it is, however life comes knocking on our door, however grief comes knocking on our door, whatever it is, no matter how draining it can be and hollowing out and like shadowy it can be, this too shall pass. And I always like to remind myself of that as well, because when I was in my eating disorder, I remember feeling like hell. Like I, the only other way I can explain it is like that what, like I was in a making of my own hell. I was, an eating disorder is kind of like an addiction where you do it to numb the pain, but all it does is amplify the pain and elongate the pain and bring you deeper into the pain, like quicksand. And I remember I just would like try to numb myself out so much with it. And I would, and I would cry. I remember I would go and like, I have this one memory when it was like, I don't know, it was like 11 PM or like almost midnight. And my dad kind of had insomnia a bit growing up. He would just be like, he was just like at the table by himself sitting there. And I went down to him and I just like burst into tears. I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like I need help. I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. Like I'm stuck. I can't fight this thing. I can't, I don't know what to do. And that was great. Cause I actually ended up getting some help after that. So like side note, don't hold things in, ask for help. Big side note, like underline bold, italicized. And I just remember I would like write in my journal and I'm like, if I can make it through this thing, I can make it through anything. If I can get myself out of this fucking spot, like loop, it was a loop because with an eating disorder, you, and with an addiction, you know, you engage, then you like you feel sad or you get triggered or whatever, then you engage with that addiction and then it takes you deeper in it. And then once you're in it, you can't believe that you fell for it again. And you thought that I was actually going to help you that time. And then you get shame and anger with yourself. So then you're triggered again and then you take another drink or you throw up or you deprive yourself of food or you binge or whatever you have, you know, or you pop a pill, whatever it is you engage in it again. You do that again to numb yourself because you're in so much anger and so much pain for having done it and engaging in this thing that's keeping you in a hell. You're also like, fuck it. I already did it. I'm already here. I already fell again. One more time is not going to hurt. And I weirdly psychologically, your mind makes you believe that you're going to feel better if you engage again, even though you're literally suffering in that moment because you engage. It makes no sense. And that's why it feels like a hell because you're like, fully wholeheartedly believing that if you do it, you're going to feel better. And then you also, at the same time, when you fall into it, it puts you in it. And it's like, bitch, who's the leader over here? Because God, I need Jesus in my life. Like someone come intervene. And that's how it was for me for multiple, multiple years. And I remember being like, if I get out of this thing, because eating disorder, you can't quit cold Turkey because you have to eat to survive. So it's like a very weird territory. And the thing that I had was different periods, different things at different times. Sometimes I would just completely stop eating. Other times I would binge. 
And for me, it was like super triggering to like sit down for a meal because I'm like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stop. Um, and you know, being a depressed kid needing some help, like that food could potentially, it kind of was like druggy to me. And I remember writing in my journal, like if I ever get out of this thing, I will literally get through anything. I will believe in myself as a fucking warrior, because if I get through this, like I'm going to be good and I'm going to survive. So, and Murray said that he's like, if I get through this pain that, that I feel through the loss of my sister, the transitioning of my sister, then I'm going to get through anything. Like he sees that in hindsight, you know, like I can get through anything if I got through that. And where I'm at now with some days, this, I had to take some water. Some days where I'm like, this is just, and I do, I have thoughts like, I would never do anything for sure. Like I, I, I want to be on earth. I want to be here, but there is definitely days where I'm like, this is just no way to live. Like I feel, sometimes I feel like trapped in my body and in a body that's not fully working because my spirit is like the most fucking free spirit ever that wants to go do things and have fun and, you know, like work extra hard and play and do all these things. And sometimes if I, if I work, if I'm on the computer for like two hours, I start getting nauseous and my brain can't handle it. And I get massive brain fog and I can't go out and be social because then the, the energies and the, you know, the, whatever it's a list that like it's like kind of depressive to continue to have to say over and over again but y'all y'all get the deal and there's some days that I'm like there's just this is this is too much I don't next life please um but this too shall pass and I always return back to the eagle eyes perspective of of just love and everything is gonna be all right shout out to the Bob Marley shirt that I'm wearing right now Fun fact, he's my favorite artist of all time. I still can't believe I can't see him in concert. Like that shit is just unacceptable, but you know. And yeah, this too shall pass. This too shall pass. And I will get through it because if I got through that, I will get through it. And if there's people out here getting through the the horrible pains and, and grief that they get struck with, like we're all going to get through it. We just really are. And I do believe that. I do believe that because, and I, I say this to myself all the time. I'm like, we know how this ends. We know how this ends. This ends well. I wholeheartedly believe that this ends well for all of us. I don't believe that there is a sad ending to this story, to our lives. I believe that it is beautiful. And if I can place myself in 80-year-old, 90-year-old, 100-year-old Valentina, however old I'm going to be looking back, I am, I can see her and I can see her being like, oh my God, like, you know, bless, bless Valentina in her 20s when she was dealing with, with this stuff. Bless her. She didn't know, you know, she thought it was going to last forever. Little did she know it was only going to like 
you know, it needed to be there because it made her then go back and look at all of her traumas and her pains and she was able to heal it. And it was actually the catalyst to her growth. And cause I really do believe this too. It's all, it's all here. It all has a place. Tara Brock says this too belongs, this belongs here. And it does, it all belongs here. So that has been what has, what's been going on for me. And you know, life is good and I'm happy to be here and I'm happy to be speaking with you guys. And I love you guys. And thank you for so much for being on this journey with me. Truly, this podcast is so healing for me. I hope it's healing for you. Being able to sit here and release my throat chakra and my heart and being as expressive as I get to be on here is my art. Murray has his piano, how it's his channel of how, he, of how he can express and get through the grief. Hands down, this is a huge part of my healing journey. So if this helps you, I mean, that's amazing. And I just want you to know, like, thank you. And I love you for holding space for me because it really does help me too to be able to sit here and and just let it all go because I really don't hold, hold back with y'all. I really don't at all. I swear sometimes I'm like the pretty mental fam gets like, y'all, I don't know. Y'all get closer to me than, than lots of people in my life do, which is, is funny. I don't understand that dynamic, but it just is what it is. Cause pretty mental has become like a diary for me. And I can just feel the energy on the other side. And especially when you guys send me messages, I'm like, yeah, this is like, big, big love through and through. So I love y'all. Los quiero mucho, 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 mucho. And just remember this too shall pass. Whatever you're going through, this too shall pass. Have grace for yourself. Have grace for yourself. Take a deep breath. Allow yourself to soften. Allow this moment to be exactly what it is. And remember to slow back down and come back home. Love you. Mwah.